message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Hallelujah. Did you come with your Bible? Can I see it? Somebody said, I thought you would forget today. I didn't forget. Can I just see your Bible? Just wave it. Satan, Satan is not happy that you have one. And that you are even bringing it out makes him sadder. And that you are going to read it, he is uncomfortable. Just wave it. Just wave it. Just wave it. Say, this is my Bible. This morning, I'll be taught from it. I am open to receive. I will live here better than I came in Jesus' name. Romans chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 17. Two quick opening readings. And then we go into the world. We are continuing our sub-series last week. The just shall live by faith, flourishing in the times like this. Flourishing in times like this. Faith for financial abundance. Using your faith to dwell in abundance. And we said we don't want you to just exist. We want you to flourish. Flourishing in times like this of faith for financial abundance. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone. Tell your neighbor for everyone. For the Jews first and also for the Greek. For in the gospel of Christ the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Tell your neighbor, you shall live by faith. Jeremiah 17, 7. Blessed is the man. The man here is generic. He's also talking about women. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman whose trust is in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. Did you notice he didn't say if heat comes? It's when heat comes because in life once in a while heat waves will come. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious. That person will not be anxious. The one that trusts in the Lord whose hope is the Lord. He will not see it. He will not be afraid. And the person will not be anxious in the year of drought. Nor will cease from yielding fruit. There is drought. But this one that trusts the Lord. This one whose hope is the Lord. Even though there is drought. Even though there is heat. He is green and he is still yielding fruit. Somebody say, he's talking about me. And so last week, we began this sub-series under our faith series. And we say, flourishing in times like this. And we said that God wants you to flourish in times like this. Light shines brighter in darkness. Do you know that? The darker the situation, the brighter the light. Hold the same torchlight in the afternoon and see. Towards evening, check. And when it is midnight, check. Light shines brightest or brightest in the darkest hour. 
And so while there is heat, while there is drought, it is time for children of God to flourish. And last week we began to show you the things you must do to flourish in this time. We said number one, you must develop hearing for God. You must hear God. If God owns all the silver, if God owns all the world, and God owns everybody, hearing him will direct you. Go to the river, pick the fish, bring out the first one, open the mouth. Cast your neck to the right side. You must hear God. Tell your neighbor, hear God. We talked about cutting costs. I want to believe that you have started cutting costs already. We said if you have made it a lifestyle, every day you are eating out. Every day you are eating out. Mm, this is time to start cooking some. Mm, we talked about coming together to buy things, to get economics of large scales. Wisdom for living for now. We talked about walking. And we say walk is a blessing. It's not a curse. Tell your neighbor, walk is a blessing, not a curse. Every human being that God created is expected to walk. God says, if you don't walk, don't eat. And then he says, walk so that you can have for yourself and have some to spare for people. So you must walk. Say, I am walking already. Glory to God. And we say you must walk diligently, walk smartly, walk effectively. And then we ended by saying, speak to money. Everything in God's creation has ears. It has been abused. But because it is abused doesn't mean it doesn't work. Money has ears. Call money. Money will hear. And then we said, in all of this, remember, remember that you are a child of God. And so we are continuing today, number five today now, which is our number one today. Be a good steward and be faithful. Stewardship and faithfulness. We said you should walk. We said you should walk. And so everybody will go and start walking. But there is a way to walk that you will not be blessed. Or there is a way you walk you will not be blessed. There is a way to walk that God will bless you. If you are going to be blessed through your walk, from your walk, you must become a good steward and you must be faithful. Good steward and must be faithful. So we looked through the Bible for one person that can help us tidy up that and we saw Joseph. The Bible says Joseph was sold into slavery. Genesis 39. Potiphar bought him and then he became a slave servant in Potiphar's house. And the Bible says Potiphar discovered that God was with him and that everything he does prospers. He was so diligent, Potiphar handed over the entire household to him. The Bible says Potiphar doesn't know anything that happens in his house except the food that he comes to eat. Joseph was a good steward and he was faithful. What is stewardship? Stewardship is taking care of whatever is committed into your hand as if you are doing it for God and making sure there is no loss but it leads to profit. What is faithfulness? Faithfulness is doing it according to the rules you were given and to remain steady, doing it to all of your heart. And so if we are going to be blessed in this time, we must be good stewards and we must be faithful. We have people who work for Christians. A church person employs you and you are there stealing. A church person employs you. The work time is seven to five. You come by nine because they have traveled. You close by two. Listen carefully, listen carefully. We cannot mix systems and expect to be different. 
If we mix the system of the kingdom and their system, we won't get the result. If your resumption time is 7, be there 6.45. If the closing time is 5, leave 5.15. That is how a child of God works. If your boss gives you a work to do, he shouldn't come back and do the work all over again. They give you a letter to type. They are retyping the whole letter. Why is he paying you? You are a Christian. You've worried God and worried God and worried God and worried God. And God has answered your prayer. And they've given you a job. Now, Kobo Kobo is missing. Until they put the CCTV there. Now you are going around begging them to go and beg your God. And so if we are going to be blessed from work, you must be a good steward and you must be faithful. The Bible says Joseph, every single thing that was committed into his hand, he did it with all of his heart. And the one that was not given to him, he didn't take. The Bible says Potiphar gave him everything except his wife. When the wife gave herself... Joseph said, your ogre, my ogre, has given me everything except you. I will not commit this sin against God by touching you. So you don't take what has not been given to you. And whatever has been given to you, you do with it all of your heart. Tell yourself, the person sitting next to you, say, be a good steward. Tell them, be, 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 be faithful. God says that if you are not faithful in this money matter, how will he give you true riches? Money is not riches in the kingdom. If money is true riches in the kingdom, Dan Gote and all those people will not have it. Money is just something to move around and do things. True riches is different from money. True riches is meeting all your needs at all times under God and fulfilling your purpose on earth. Money is weak compared to true riches. And so if you are not faithful with money, how can God trust you with true riches? Faithful brothers, God opens a door for them and suddenly they have changed. You are not a good steward. The things committed into your hands, are they reducing or are they growing? Everything committed into your hands. If somebody employs you and gives you a business that has 10 cartons of biscuit, in one year you should have multiplied it. It's called faithfulness and good stewardship. And so that is what God expects from his children. We have to be different. We have to be different. When you see any unbeliever prospering, what they did is that they took the principles from us and they are applying. And because they are God's principle, anybody that operates it, he gives them the result. Glory to God. Tell your neighbor, be a good steward and be faithful. In Colossians 3, 23 to 24, it says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your heart. Don't do it with eye service. Do it as unto God. Because the truth is that everything we do, we are doing it for God. A human being is you're just a representative ogre. Your real ogre is... God. Be faithful. Be a good steward. Be committed to the work. Let it grow in your hands. Be diligent. Do it well. Do it well. Let them say that you are their savior. 
Let them observe that since you came to their office, since you became their staff, since you started working with them, they have started prospering. Then you are showing light. Somebody give God praise. Give God praise. Number two today, savings and investments. Savings and investments. Somebody will say, what do I have that I will save? I don't have anything you say I should save. I used to fight one of our pastors here in those days. He would tell me, Wilson, save. I said, this man doesn't understand. Because he has. He thinks all of us have. Listen carefully. There is no human being that God does not pass something through their hands. If you sit down and check, something is passing. It is not right to eat everything that passes through your hands. It is not right. You must save to invest. Somebody will say, but saving in Nigeria today is not good because inflation will eat it. You are right economically. We are not saying save to make interest. We are saying save to have enough to start something. It is important that you use your own sweat to start something. When people see that you have done something, then they come to help. Most wise, most wise people that I know, if you go to them and you say, I want this, I want this, the first question they'll ask you is, how much have you? To show that you are committed, to show that you are responsible, to show that you are really interested. So they'll ask you, how much have you saved? Now listen carefully. It is important to save because like I said last week, all through history and even in Bible times, is cyclical. Is cyclical. There are seasons of abundance and there are seasons of lack. What God does in his wisdom, the Kinemaker, is that he pushes excess during seasons of abundance and watch what you will do with it. And so when the seasons of drought come and you are broke, it's not his fault. He sent the resources ahead. A good example we saw is Joseph in Egypt. The Bible says there was a dream. Seven fat cows. There was another dream. Seven lean cows. The lean cow swallowed the fat cow. And then there was confusion. And then God gave Joseph the remedy. And he told the king, take one-fifth. Save 20%. Now that we have abundance, because lack is coming. If you see people smiling during drought, it's because they're saved during abundance. People who eat everything, they cry. It's just that while they are crying, they don't know that God is a good accounting officer. You just be looking. So you have a need of 10 naira now, you are crying. But I gave you 30 naira in the last one week. Save. Why are you saving? You are saving for rainy days. You are saving to have enough to invest. Are you getting? You are saving for rain. It is not right for you to have every small need and start worrying all your friends and family members. And then when they can't come to you, you start calling names. Maybe they say they are friends. Maybe they say they are Christians. So every time you go to them, that is not how to be a Christian. That is not the way to be a child of God. God brought your own. That is their own. Do you know that I realize that a lot of us are not very grateful? If you have a friend 
that is earning 30,000 and gives you 1,000 naira. Are you aware that he went to work the whole day for you? He woke up, took his bath, went to work, worked the whole day and gave you his one whole day. And you are sitting there, is that all they can give me? You give somebody something, they wait for five days and then they send you a, a text. Thanks. And it's Christian, so. Except Yoruba people who are different. Because I heard that Yoruba people can be greeting you for one thing that you did like 10 years ago. May we become like Yoruba people. <laughs> How did we get there? Save to invest. The Bible says for us to go to something we call weak ants. Say we should go to ants and learn wisdom. The ant works very hard, but the ant is very good at savings and teamwork and strategic planning. He said we should learn from it. The ant, very strategic. The Bible says we should go to it. So you must save, and you must save to invest. And in investing, seek wisdom. Seek wisdom. What did I say? Seek wisdom. There are many areas to invest, but seek wisdom. Seek counsel. Pray and listen. Don't jump into investments like that. I saw a report yesterday. The EFCC said that the kind of reports they have received for financial scams in the last one year is overwhelming. Because when people are desperate like this, crooks to also devise all kinds of things. Don't just jump into an investment. Ask, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. Glory to God. So we save. There will always be a season of plenty. God is wise. He does that before because he knows what is coming. Number three, provide solutions. Provide solutions. There are too many needs in the society for us to be broke. Too many needs. People have all kinds of needs. And they are looking for who will help them solve it. Go to God. Pray and then start going around. Every problem you observe, ask God to give you the grace to solve it for the people. In my former estate, one young man began to move from house to house. When he saw that the people were busy and they go to work early and began to tell them, let me wash your car in the morning. How much? He said, no, 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 don't worry. Let me just be washing it first. How many of you know that he's warming his way into our hearts? And then later I say, if you can pay 10000 it's not bad. And then before I knew it, he was washing cars for more than 20 houses. And then he began to have favor with some of us. And some of us began to ask him, where are your children? Are they in school? And some of us began to pay school fees for his children outside of the 10,000. Solve problems. Money comes to anybody that solves problems. After, good, good, clap, clap, clap. Then after you start solving problems, be the best at solving that problem. They'll start coming to you. I have a friend, he's in this church, he may be in this service. Every time things are happening in this country financially at the upper level, they begin to look for him. 
They begin to look for him. And it's all the time, especially during budget seasons. They will carry him and go and keep him in one massive room in Hilton and be feeding him and not allow anybody to see him because they have issues. He is too good at his work. There are other people, but they look for you. So solve problems. When you start solving it, make sure you become ambidextrous in solving it. Be the best. They will look for you. They will pay. Eventually, it's what you want them to pay that they will pay. Then go vex more, go. They'll say, but Kai, the guy is a bio. Make we go beg him again. They'll come. Tell, you pretend you are busy. They'll come back. Go to God. Ask God to give you the wisdom. Eyes that see problems and then hands that can interpret it and solve it. In Job 32, I saw the NLT, verse 7. I thought those who are older should speak, for wisdom comes with age. But there is a spirit within people. There is a spirit in man. The breath of the almighty within them that makes them intelligent. There is a spirit in us that makes us intelligent. It's called inspiration. Innovative ideas. How to do things differently and how to do it better. Once you start doing it, they start looking for you. You will not lack money. You will not lack money. Necessity, they say, is the mother of invention. If necessity is the mother of invention, somebody say that uh, adversity must be the father of reinvention. So necessity brought invention. Adversity, tough times like this, create reinvention. How do we do it better? And when you know how to do it, they pay you. They pay you. They pay you. The next one is networking. Collaborations, partnerships, measures, and acquisitions. Partnerships, networking. The first thing we saw that God said was not good, after he said everything was good, is that it is not good for man to be alone. Now we use it for teaching at marriages, which is good, but it is in the whole area of life. You want to go far and sustain your growth, don't go alone. Don't go alone. Don't go alone. Christians, we are not networking well. We are not networking well. You go and play tennis, carry your racket and go home immediately after a game. That's not how they do it. When you finish the tennis, sit down there, collect one bottle of Coke, talk with people. We don't network well. When we finish service, don't enter your car and run home. Greet people in the car park. What do you do, sir? What do you do, sir? Talk. Collaborate. Collaborate. There are certain business your one million cannot do. My one million cannot do. Her one million cannot do. His one million cannot do. But if ten of us come together and we have ten million, then we can enter into it and grow from there. Partnership. Collaborations. Mergers. Acquisitions. Franchises. In Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9, it said two are better than one. Why? They have a good reward for their labor. And then he says, if one falls, you are the only one doing business. When you are sick, you shut down the office. Imagine if you are 10 smart people. You can be sick and even take holiday. It will still run. It's time for Christians to network. It's time for Christians to network. Let me tell you the truth. There are certain heavy-duty blessings waiting. Your net is not strong enough to haul it in unless you have partners. Cast your net 
to the right, and they did. And when they were about to haul it, their nets began to break. And the Bible says, they beckoned to their partners. To their partners. Heavy duty blessings, you can't haul it alone. You need partners. You need partners. We must begin to learn to collaborate. Leviticus 26, 8 to 13. Five of you shall chase a hundred. And a hundred of you shall put ten thousand. How does that happen? It is said that two Belgian horses, each one will be hauling about, about is it 8,000 or 16,000 pounds of weight? Each one. But when you lock the two of them together, triple. If we come together, we'll do more. You bring your skills. I bring my skills. My strength cancels out your weaknesses. Your, weak, your strength cancels out my weaknesses. Boom. We go out. Caveat. Caveat. Don't leave here and say, Pastor, say we should collaborate. And start collaborating with everybody. Do your due diligence. There are criminals in church. There are thieves in church. The church is a hospital. Some have just come. They have not even collected their card yet. They have not seen the doctor yet. <laughs> uh, don't say, Pastor Wilson, say collaborate. So the brother is in church. The brother is in church. Do your due diligence. Ask all the questions. Get a lawyer involved. Get, don't be saying, I can, which is it the English they are writing? I can do it too. Don't, don't try to. <laughs> Get a lawyer involved. Make sure there is an agreement written, written with witnesses. Even if it's me you are doing business with. Don't say he's too anointed to lie. Who told you that? <laughs> Have you tested me under pressure before? Say, Pastor, I trust you. In fact, because I trust you, I don't want you to enter trouble. Let's just write something. Let's have a witness. Do your due diligence. Glory to God. Network. We must network. Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. A man sharpens the countenance of his friends. We must Partner. First Corinthians 3 6. I planted, Apollos watered, then God will give the increase. You may know how to plant, I may know how to water. You can't know all. Let's bring our different distinct and put it together. It's called synergy. Glory to God. First Corinthians 12:20. But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again. The head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. We are all necessary. We are all necessary. So let's collaborate. Your business will grow in limbs and bounds when you pull it together. However, do your due diligence. Why? The church is a mixed multitude. Don't just trust people like that. The next one is have Develop multiple sources of income. Now, let's be careful here. Let's be careful here. Don't say, pastor, say, I must have multiple sources of income. And go and open 10 businesses that you don't have capacity to manage. Most of us are designed to be focused on one thing at a time. So when we say, get multiple streams of income, those income are supposed to be passive Passive income. You are not supposed to be involved physically on their day-to-day -day runnings. 
Other people are running it, but they bring you money while you focus on your strength. Do we get that? You are an estate surveyor or estate developer. God has given you grace for estate development. Put your 99.99999 energy on that one. Then look for somebody who is doing restaurant business that is also good. Invest in it. Look for somebody that is doing ice cream business. Invest in it. You are not involved there actively, but passive income comes to you even while you are sleeping. Even while you are sleeping. Multiple. Multiple source of income. Did you, is it in the Bible? Okay, listen now. Ecclesiastes 11.1. 1. The New King James says, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a seven to seven and also to eight, for you do not know what evil will be on the earth. You don't know what evil will be on the earth. Cast your bread upon the water. Look at how the NIV says it. Invest in seven ventures. Yes, in eight, you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. What this does is that it helps you to diversify the liabilities and cushion losses if they come. And that's why you hear businessmen say, don't put all your eggs in one basket because if anything happens to that basket, they cry and nobody here. But if all your eggs are shed here and there wisely, one basket can fall. You still have other baskets. Have multiple sources of income. But don't kill yourself. Running kitty, kata, kitty, kata, kitty, kata, kitty from pillar to post. No. Put your energy in the one that you have strength. Then look for people who are good in those other ones and invest in. And then you earn passive income. Are we being blessed this morning? Are we being blessed this morning? The last one for today is giving and receiving. Generosity. Generosity. Now, this one has been so abused that the moment you mention it, church people run off. And this is what God told me this morning. God says that the most powerful virtues in the kingdom are abused. And the reason they are abused is so that we can neglect them and then not live the kingdom life. This morning, God told me, and I'm telling you, some of the most powerful virtues in the kingdom of God, they have been abused. And because of the gross abuse, a lot of us say, mm. the enemy knows that if we do that, we won't get the benefit. When I first came to this church, I don't know if Sister Abiba is in church. I was working with Sister Abiba. My title that time was marketing manager. So I sell the books and I sell the cassette the most popular and the most demanded car stickers we sold that time was Givers Never Lack. How many of you remember? L.U. Johnson, if he's in church, Givers Never Lack. So I said, what is the meaning of this? I didn't know anything about Bible that time. Givers Never Lack. What are they talking about? And then I realized that it is a law. It is a law. People who give truly don't lack. They don't lack. And then one day while I was trying to understand it, the Holy Spirit said, think about your father, your biological father. My father didn't have much, but the only thing my father didn't dash out is us, his children. <laughs> and I'm sure he considered it. It's just that he didn't know what people would say. 
<laughs> you can go out and come. My father has dashed this one. Go out and come. He has dashed this one. But in rough times, 13 of us, except the one who said he doesn't want to go to school, all of us graduated professors, PhDs, masters. Now, I think I should be almost the least educated in my family right now. I'm in the class of the least educated, but they're afraid because I'm a pastor. Nobody can tell me anything. <laughs> Give us never lack. Forget about the abuse. Abuse will be there. Pastors are abusing it. Men of God are abusing it. But it's a law of the kingdom. Forget about the name. Tithe, tithe, fifth. Forget it. What was on God's mind? The Bible says the letter kills. It's the spirit that gives life. If he says bring the tithe to my house, what was he saying? There's a reason that says so that there will be meat. So forget about the name. Provide meat for his house. And the church of today needs more meat than the church of that time. If I was telling them in our Bible college yesterday that if I was like the president of Cannes, I would cancel tithe in Nigeria and make it 50. <laughs> you give 50% of your income. Why? Look at this place, for example. I live here. I live here. Dizu was six point something million. Dizu went to 20 something million. And tithe has not increased from 10%. Are you seeing the issue? Are you seeing the issue? So if there's God, clap now. This is wisdom now. This is wisdom. This is wisdom. This is wisdom. Let's look what was the import, what was on God's heart. The letter kills. The spirit gives life. He says, so that there will be meat in my house. So to the degree that the need in the house increases, to that degree we should give. Forget 10%. Why are we under this abundant grace talking about 10%? Something that was given to people who were under the law. Any, anybody, any New Testament Christian that is talking about 10% is not serious. Look at what he has done for us. The anointing used to come and sit upon them and leave. The Holy Spirit used to come and sit upon them and leave. We have it inside like a river. How much do you pay for that? They didn't have the name of Jesus. We have it. So generosity. Generosity. You must have a budget for giving. Have a budget for, I have a budget for giving that goes out every month. You can automate some of them. Have a budget for giving. Budget for God, the house of God, the servants of God, budget for poor people, budget for humanitarian causes. As the Lord blesses you, set money aside for cancer research. As the Lord blesses you, set money aside for diabetes research, malaria research. You are going up. Big things, big stuff. But be generous. And everybody has something to give. Until you have cash, you have time to give. Until you have cash, you have talent to give. Give something. Generosity. Is a law in the kingdom. And can I tell you, the only reason we are saved is because God is generous. God is generous. God is generous. Giving is honor to God. You call me father, you call me father, you call me father. Where is my honor? Where is my honor? 
Where is my honor? Let us not be deceived. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. Whatsoever a man sows, that he shall reap. Genesis 8, 22. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Sow sparingly. You reap sparingly. Sow bountifully. You reap bountifully. My brothers, let's be generous. Let's be generous. Give away from yourself. Be a giver. You are becoming like God. When you become a giver, you are becoming more like God. God hates stingy people. God, actually, the rendition says that if you have a good eye, and if you have a bad eye, the bad eye is stinginess. Another day we'll talk about it. If you do interpretation, that bad eye, those who have bad eyes, it means they can't see people in need. They just pass them. Christianity is a generous relationship. We must be generous. We must be generous. There are many things, but we'll stop here and trust God to magnify what we have learned. I want you to know that God has made provisions for us to flourish even in the face of drought and heat. Hear God. Cut cost. Walk. Speak to money. Remember you are God's child. Be a good steward. Be faithful. Save to invest. Have multiple streams of income. Provide solutions. Network. Make friends. Make friends. Make friends. You meet some people. How many friends do you have in this church? They can't call one. The biggest blessing I have in my life is friends. That's my biggest wealth. Friends. I just have friends. Beautiful friends. Good friends. Good friends. Kind friends. Make friends. It is not good that man to be alone. Have multiple income. Focus your energy on one, but make sure that you have others that bring passive income and be generous. Let's stand on our feet. I have heard it again. I have heard it again. I have heard it again. Some of you, it's in this season you will touch your first million. It's in this season you will become a millionaire for the first time. And some of you are already multi-millionaires. Get ready for the billion flow. For the billion flow. For the billion flow. Somebody will say, what do they need that billion flow from? You just saw. You just saw now. You just saw that Family Worship Center is opening 54 churches. What if you stroll into the office tomorrow and call the accountant? I, I, I need the budget for the 54 churches. Quietly. I need the budget for the 54 churches. I write a check and go away. Nobody knows. You think God will be angry with you? God will be angry with you. God will not be angry with you. No, 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 no. And so it's not money that is bad. It's our attitude towards money that makes it bad. When you make money your master, you are off. But when money remains your servant in the kingdom, God will give billions to you. You come there tomorrow, you say, okay, what are the allowances for the pastors? And they tell you, ah, is that all? You mean it? Okay. The next one, you put it on me and walk away. Just walk away. <laughs> oh, glory to God. That day is coming. That day is coming. That day is coming. That day is coming. 
That is what we must try God for. The moment they say family worship center was going to Ayangba, I say over my dead body for family worship center to pay rent in Ayangba. Over my dead body. That's my village. Until I build a church and hand it over to family worship center in Ayangba, they will not pay CC rent. No. 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 And I don't, I'm not like you. I don't even, I'm a salaried person. It's what family worship center give me that I do boju boju on top. And then some of my friends who bless me. But that is what we live for. How much food can you eat? How many cars can you drive? How many beds can you sleep on at the same time? Let's grow the kingdom apart with kingdom generosity. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just lift up your hands and begin to bless God. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.